Little farms, well-tilled. Little pockets, well-filled. Farmer John's dad. Hi, I'm Tamara Michelle, and we are Real Conversations Podcast, created in Dauphin, Manitoba, Canada. Today, Farmer John has me back on the farm to sow some winter wheat and to learn about his farm machinery. Thank you to our show sponsors, Bankert Marketing, Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, Real Security Solutions, Right Side Equipment of Dauphin, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Roofs, Furniture and Appliances of Dauphin, Tri Family Health, Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, Ramsey's Health and Fitness of Dauphin, Cloud Nine Canna Supplies, FUD's Corner Store, and Hearts to Nature Fine Art Nature Photography. Bunch of weed seeded today. Thursday, this was seeded Wednesday, just before noon, and and, um, and they're already the seeds are the ones that are hit moisture have already started to um, imbibe. And there's a little little weed, tiny growth coming out of the end of there. It's, it's a little small yet, but. Um, it's starting the process. The this, this seed has absorbed moisture. So this is the beginning of germination, then, so you're saying, within yeah. 24 hours. Yep. Winter wheat is notorious for extremely fast popping out of the soil here. So. 
And what did you say about the depth? And then we're, we're, we're seeding very shallow here. We're just tickling it in, I like to say. Like, it's just, you can see there, half that, an inch is what you want. I only want a half an inch deep. You don't want... My depth control is a little out here because the ground's not, and this drill is 30 years old, so. But this is also the field that we plowed. We just uh, plowed this field, yeah. Right not that long ago. Yeah, and then we harrowed it and packed it, and we're seeding into it still. So. It's pretty incredible that, that you can turn around and do that. And so now what you need, you said it's starting to blow a little bit today. Yeah, you said a little bit of dust? Yeah, every once in a while it blows, and that's kind of disturbing. It's blowing my tops all the way, so um, we're, we've got to get this. Uh, I should have been seeding a week earlier, but I couldn't get the seed. Uh, I was waiting for this the guy didn't have the seed off and cleaned and then you know processed so I was able to secure some seed the other day and, and, and we're going now we should have been in here a week ago but, um, okay so now we're just waiting for a little bit of moisture but it's definitely warm yeah, enough this, to this germinate is, this is germinating it, it, some of it could use a little bit of rain um, some some of it but some of it's um, a little on the deeper side too but it's a compromise with this drill and, and the conditions after plowing it is a little rough it's I should have really harrowed it again, but if I harrow it, it's going to blow worse, so uh, we're, we're doing what we can. And tell me just a little bit about this drill. Uh, the seed, it's a seed drill, is that correct, Farmer Yeah, it's a 30-year-old John Deere hoe drill. It's, pretty, it's the, the epitome of hoe drills before air seeders took over in, in the early 90s. And um, it's a really good, nice, I'm not a John Deere person, but it's a, it did make a really good drill. And um, it's... Uh, it's 20 feet and we've got markers on each end so we don't use GPS, we're not using auto steer like every, most people are, we're using those markers that come down and they make a mark and then you just follow it. So. so Farmer John, tell me a little bit about this seed drill and how it works. I know when I was out uh, with Farmer uh, Brunel, Rob Brunel out in St. Rose, we were, uh, he had the plate um, for, corn. for corn, yeah, and it had a vacuum and actually sucked each kernel. Exactly, it was perfectly, per yeah. Per yeah, whereas with this, they're just tumbling out here, it's just come, they're, 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 they're just like rolling out here, they can just tumble. It's not and I'm just going to take a look at this so you can explain a little bit about this. Fluted, there's called those fluted cups, they're those little flutes. So that's this part right here where yeah. we see the seed. The flutes just turn. And the faster you go, you don't, they're not speed. No matter how fast you go, they can go slow, go fast, and um, and it just tumbles and falls down that tube. The tube, yeah, and that's gravity fed, correct? It's totally just falling for gravity. Yeah, as long as there's gravity, this drill's working. So. Okay. And if it plugs up, you know, if one plugs up, if, if something happens down here, this tube will fill up and it'll start, when it starts pouring out the front here, you know, you have to stop and unplug. Something got plugged up at the bottom. Okay, that's, that's In, your, inside the tube. That's your blockage sensor, and the new ones have a sensor on the line, like a, a little thing on a air seeder. So show you in their cab with a computer model but with this my eyes or my sensors when I look back to ah, see that, that shaft has to be turning and okay little, in the middle I have a little sh a shiny piece so I can see it's turning ah okay a little piece of I my, see that. I have my mirror set so you can actually look ahead at the rear view mirror and look down at these. And so there's that, time. where's the tin foil? I'm trying to right, find right it. There. Oh, there it is. Okay, oh, right there. So you have that so it glints when you're so looking kind of behind you so you can see that it's moving. Yeah, there's a little flip there. You can see that that shaft has to be turning or else you're not going to see it. And I can see it from the mirror. You can have it set up so I can look in my rear view mirror and look back at it. Okay. John, I have another question here for you uh, regarding, I see this this part here, it's um, it looks like it measures. What does that do uh, uh, for the seed? That opens and closes those cups to put more wheat, let more wheat or less wheat come out or whatever you're seeding. So 
And you and and what is average for winter wheat then? Because this will change for each crop yeah, that you're mostly, planting. Well, they're getting technical now, but we eat around two bushels per acre of seed is what you want to go with roughly. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have been as low as a bushel and a half. Some people go higher than that. So. And that's how this is measured by bushel. Yeah. It's ah. Probably, um, so that's why I see just a little bit above two or two zero. Some people are getting more now. We're talking million seeds per acre and stuff. If you're seeding corn, it's it's you're you're, you're, you're doing a, so many hundred thousand hundred thousand plants, but. Uh, we, we still talk bushes for wheat, so okay. at least I do. So. All right. And um, if you're seeding like uh, oats or something, you'd, you'd have to put like three bushes, so we'd be up at about 35. If you're seeding oats, that would be quite a bit more open. Okay. And if you're seeding canola, we'd be down at one, and we'd be having... Because that's a very tiny seed. Canola seed, we'd have a slow speed gears on here, and we'd be down about two. Okay. Those would be just barely open. Okay. And they'd be going half speed. So. Oh, interesting. Canola. Okay. So everything depends on what crop you're seeding. Look, uh, so I have to change the gears to seed canola so it drives us at half the speed. Okay. And those cups are only going half as fast. So that little tiny seed, I can go down like six pounds an acre. Okay. Instead of, we're seeding about 120 pounds here. Oh, wow. Uh, down to like six, five to, four, five, five to six pounds per acre. Okay. As opposed to about 120 pounds. Right. So right. That's, okay. That's the range. All right. We're up here on top of the cedar. This is called a cedar, correct? A cedar. A cedar. Really. A hodro. A Okay. Now, you were talking about this specific seed. So this is winter wheat. You, this is fresh. This is this, this year's. Was just, this was combined probably less than a month ago, yeah. Okay. And we cleaned it, and I'm seeding it. And you're seeding it. And you said there's some farmers that like to treat the yeah, seed. Yeah, you can treat it with the chemical, to, supposedly, to, I guess. And, and it's for and it's for what? What pesticides? Or? Diseases for root, root rot and some sort of pythium and, and okay. some diseases, but I don't. I just don't see it. I like to be able to put my hands down here and not have to wear gloves like that little see that little picture there it says warning oh yeah yeah see that? That's oh yeah awesome. that's what it says chemicals make us uh, and and over time because your skin absorbs <laughs> right yeah, it absorbs yeah, all of that so. stuff so yeah so this is it's it's really quite pretty some of them are but there's some see there's some kind of lighter ones and see the darker ones there's a what they call pie balls there there's a but they're basically it's just nice hard red winter wheat so and I'm actually surprised that this is already, like, this has just come out of the ground. It's just been cleaned. Yep. It's from the season. And it's starting to fall again. Well, and then it's that dry. Well, yeah. You know, like, it's yeah. not wet. Well, no, it's, it's dry wheat, yeah. So, there's a few, yeah. But it came from, it wasn't grown around here. It was grown, I think, across the mountains. I don't know where it came from exactly. But okay. See, here I have all these fancy. See, there's there's what the setting is for bushel of rye. There's my numbers here. It, 25 for this. Flax is 13. Uh, soybeans somewhere in here somewhere. Soybeans is 14, so I've written numbers on here so I know. So you don't have to guess. It's well, all right here. Because there's some calibration here, but it, it, it doesn't exactly relate. Like, there's a chart here. Yeah. See, we're at 24, and it says we're only seeding 94. Okay. But I'm going to go slowly here so I don't make see, everyone dizzy. See, there's a chart that shows you wheat, peas, there's millet, there's flax, there's soybeans, there's rice, there's everything on here. This this drill will seed almost anything, so. Okay. And that's your chart, so. But that's not always right, depending on how heavy. This is heavy wheat, so it's going out. We got adjust accordingly here. But and fertilizer has been unkind. It's rusting. It's cancerous to the metal here, obviously. So. Yeah. Can we take a look at that? On the other side. The, uh, rusty here. Yeah. So this is the fertilizer side that you add. Yeah, and the sealed boxes are almost 
Yes. All, this is all rusted. Yeah, and you can smell it, like the fertilizer. Yeah, so this is the stuff you don't touch with your hands. I try to wear gloves when I'm. You, you can, but there's pot, this is potash. See, the red stuff is potash. Mm-hmm. This is potash and phosphate, okay. which is good for potash. Uh, phosphate is good for winter survival. Okay. Hardiness to put put it with the seed. All right. We're not putting any nitrogen, basically. Well, very little. Just yeah, and the, and that's the potash, the red. And the red is the potash, and that comes out of Saskatchewan, probably. Okay. Think. Well, yeah, I just drove through Saskatchewan, and you see. Lots of uh, lots of fertilizer plants from there, hey? But you can see my lids are all severely <laughs> cancerous here from the rust, the rust. So that's why you try to pick up as much as you can and keep it as you know in the box. Well, yeah, and it's just it's, it's this is all rusting in here. You can see the dust here. And how old is this machinery again? This drill is thirty years old. Now the technology for this drill, you said, is almost a hundred years old. Yeah, the, the seeded the food to cup that part is yeah. So. But they put bigger back in the old days. You'd have a smaller box. This is you have more bushes per foot on the, on the newer machine. That's the only difference. They put a bigger box on top. Okay. But the idea of the turning the cup that's that's been around forever. to drop the drill a little bit sooner than the start about here. And then we're gonna have to put the marker's gotta come down. Marker's going down. Yeah, I think so. And they don't eat your 
September the 8th today, and yet there's a cool thing. Surprisingly, the amount of green in these trees are not turning like they haven't started to not not that fall colors yet, so that's kind of unusual. For this time of year, hey? Oh, we've lost a week, over a week in September, yeah. So. Yeah, but we had a very late spring. I guess so. Yeah. Right? We're making up. Might be making yeah, up. and we've had a beautiful hot summer. So I have a question for you, uh, John. Um, I know I was talking to a few other farmers. I've heard rumors that Dauphin actually is in a bumper crop situation. Does that sound accurate to you? Like after the year we had for the fields that were producing, they have done exceptionally well. Well, it sure looks like it. Um, I'm seeing some crops look pretty good in my fall rye exceptionally well without any fertilizer. Rain makes rain, and we had a lot of rain earlier, so I see some crops that look, um, they sure look good. I don't know how they're going to end up in the bin at the end of the day, but Mother Nature did kind of... And so even though there was losses where they got drowned out or, or there was wet, so you lost yeah. that section of your land, or maybe you didn't okay. have time to seed, right. where you did seed, it was like, what would you say, like, as far as returns, what was... The, Compared to what you were expecting this year, yeah. Oh well, on my well, I didn't think that fall rye would. I thought it was it was wet. You wouldn't believe how much water was on that my field. Anyway, in my situation, that both this winter wheat fall rye, surprisingly shocking amount of water. I mean, they they produced and without much inputs either. So I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't put the whole farm in because I'd have a huge bill right now and hoping the prices are starting to come down. That's a bad thing. Canola is dropping. Wheat's coming down a bit too, but. All, all the prices for what we get is, and yet fertilizer hasn't dropped yet. Still paying big bucks for this fertilizer that goes in the drill box. Right. And yet the seed, what, what we get for what we grow, is, is starting to erode or come down. So that's okay. where the cost price squeeze is going to come in when you're, you're paying too much. So it's yet. To, so we're we're really yet to find out how that's all going to pan out, right? Well, Until you actually yeah, get to balance your books and you take it in right. and get your price. Correct. And those prices are, are, are coming down. They're, they see there's a big crop out here, so the traders are pushing the futures are all coming down, and that's reflective of what you get in the water over here. So. Okay. And then the other question I had, because we're kind of coming to the end of our day here together, um, with sowing, I'll say sowing, is that accurate, sowing winter wheat? Yeah. Um, so this is going in now. Some of your seed has been in for 24 hours, maybe a little bit longer, maybe on the other end of the field, right? right. Now, what does this look like? We're waiting for rain so that it continues to germinate and, and actually root itself. Yeah. Some of the shell, some of the ones that aren't too well seeded down need, could use a little, just a few tents or just a sprinkle, not much. Because there is moisture in the ground, is there seeding, not? Yeah, most of it they're hitting moisture, but in my case, uh, because of unevenness with the plow afterwards, we, and this drill isn't, isn't as new as it once was, we're getting some depth issues, so some are, are too shallow, and some you can see there's some laying on top, basically on, almost on top. Okay. And they, they're going to need um, time and a little bit of moisture to take ketchup. Okay. And this wind may blow a little, because this land is so light, they'll actually get a little dusty with over top them, which might be a good thing to cover them up. Okay, so, okay. But uh, well, we, we need to get this, there, there you can see the dust starting to blow now, the fields, it's, um, it's moving, it's kind of sad to see your field moving across the country. Well, hopefully if you get a little bit of moisture, that would slow that down, right, yeah, to sprinkle. Yeah. Is there anything in the forecast? Not much, so. Okay, And okay. the winds need to, we've, we've had a lot of excessively high, like, kind of windy days, that's what we could use less of right now. Okay, so. okay. Yeah. But I'm hopeful this is the uh, this is the newer variety. This is supposed to be 
fairly winter hardy and we'll give it a good test here because normally you like to see winter wheat into a, a, a stubble, a standing stubble of that with the previous crop like canola. So about half a foot? Uh, a stubble. Like Eight that. inches? We'll chop snow and the snow will stay about that deep because it feels like fair like this, but we can just basically grow it right now. It erodes the soil. So then you don't keep the snow cover as much. We need to get early snow that kind of melts and takes a hold and then it doesn't blow. That's I can World. Okay. Field, and we're seeding it in. We've got a shelter valve here, and there's some trees over there. We pick and choose where we put a bunch of wheat on these bare fields, so they're not getting two miles deep. Right, it's not your bare open field. Yeah, you wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend. I'm, I'm going to put rye on the other side here because it's completely open all the way to the west. Yeah. So that the rye go over here, and I'm going to put winter wheat over there where it's next to from across the road near some bush, and we'll put rye that's more exposed, so we kind of pick. Because wheat just isn't as the best winter wheat isn't as hardy as, as the fall rye is. So okay. fall rye is much more hardy than this than winter wheat. Okay. Which we saw this spring when we went to see the crops, especially yeah. with moisture, right? It, 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 it came through, yeah. So okay. We're, we're able to get seed a little closer to home this year too. I had to drive to Saskatchewan to get my rye seed last year, so right. Hopefully, we don't have to do that this year. Okay. All right. And, uh, we're ready to go here. I think I'll put some fertilizer in the drill and um, see how that's what we used to call it. Those are called, that's called a drill fill in the truck there. Yeah. Now, when you air seeders, you have your you have an auger mounted on your, right on the tank, and they don't, they're not, it's just an auger, and it just, it, you back the truck up and you dump into it, and it goes where it goes into, into my truck, and, and you, you have to hoist it up to get the height, and it's called a drill fill. Yeah. And it's kind of old technology. Yeah. But you don't see it either. There's a few of us around, but uh, you have to get off the trash can of the highway to find it. <laughs> so, and I guess you're off to finish seeding your field then. Yeah, we're 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 up to uh, well, my acre counter. I don't know what to say now, but I'd say there's less than ten acres here to go, maybe. Okay. All right. And we'll try and um, get her tucked in tonight and get off this field and let this start to grow do its magic here. Okay. We should be combining here in 11 months from now, maybe. So. Sounds good. Well, Farmer John, thanks for having me out again uh, to take a look at the, the the farm. What's going on out here? And I love it because it's a, it's a it's a good snapshot of what's taking place all around the parkland. Yeah, it's good to have you out. Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa has been inspiring love, confidence, and health and humanity since 2019. Dr. Brenna's skin therapists have the advanced knowledge required to revitalize and rejuvenate your skin. Radiofrequency, microneedles, chemical peels, and oxygen neo superfacials are just a couple of the treatments we offer. To learn more about Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, visit our website at threegraces.ca or call us at 204-572-5774 for a free consultation. Thank you to our show sponsors. 
Bankert Marketing, Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, Real Security Solutions, Right Side Equipment of Dauphin, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Roofs Furniture and Appliances of Dauphin, Tri Family Health Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, Ramsey's Health and Fitness of Dauphin, Cloud Nine Canna Supplies, Fudd's Corner Store, and Hearts to Nature Fine Art Nature Photography. See you next week.